Hello, Salmon River Country. I'm Mike Palmer. I'm the pastor at Salmon Valley Baptist Church, and it's great to be with you today on KSRA Radio. And I'm Trey Sapp. We want to welcome our listeners from the End of the Western Wild podcast. Thrilled you're here with us today, coming to you from the banks of the Salmon River. Garden spot of the Mountain West. And Trey, it seems like every time we've been in front of a microphone forever, we've been doing happy something or merry something, and I'm... I'm merry and happy that uh, the holiday season has passed. We are getting into normal life in a new year. Normal. And that's pretty yeah. great. Normal's a setting on the clothes dryer. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, it feels good to kind of be past the holidays. My holidays were good. Were yours good? Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Quiet. Quiet. Yeah. You know, you get a lot of questions like, you got big plans? He's and, and, and I, in, in one sense... Um, no, we just kind of had a quiet holiday with family, but yeah. in in my mind, I was like, that's exactly what I want. That's a yeah. big plan. That's yeah. what <laughs> it was terrific, but it is so nice. Yeah. Um, it's so nice this morning to just kind of be settling back in. Um, th- there's a newness, there's a freshness, but there's also this kind of return to to uh, you're, you're not constantly getting ready for something, routine, you know? maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe even kids creating are back in school. Some I know they're routines. excited about that. Yeah, they're so happy. They're, they're, they're just, thrilled. They're just they just love school so uh-huh. much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They like getting up early. Oh, but it is it is so good. <laughs> We're we are excited. We're, we are looking forward to some things. There's some great things coming up. Oh, absolutely. In our uh, church calendar. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, even the, this morning, um, if you're in the Salmon area, we'd invite you to come hang out with. Uh, one of our friends, John Avance, can be yeah. preaching at the church this yeah. morning, and always good to have him. Oh man, um, he's incredible. We we just we just love him. He he's with uh, Life Action Ministries, and that organization is sending a team to be with us leading up to Easter. Yeah, so we'll be yeah. talking about that in the coming weeks and yeah, months. We will. But um, but yeah, it's it's nice to just kind of be uh, be in the the regular routines of ministry right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And tomorrow you and I both bug out of here and get on an airplane and go somewhere. But anyway, <laughs> um, that's not everybody else's issue. Hey, every now and then we get, we, we tell people all the time, Hey, um, go to salmonvalleybaptist.org, click on the connect page and let us hear from you. Yeah. If you're, if you're a listener or whatever. And Trey, that's not how it came this week. We, we, we got a contact from one of our listeners <laughs> and I think we need to do a shout out to Max. Max is my nephew and, uh, old Max, he, old Max, yeah. he has to share a, a birthday very soon after Christmas. So he shares a birthday with Jesus a little bit and sometimes gets it, <laughs> but he got a, he got a speaker this year for his birthday and Max happy birthday. We're so excited that you're listening. And, uh, my brother-in-law, Scott, he sent me a video. Max took that speaker uh, in the bathroom with him, and he was listening. He was listening to our podcast. Listening to the podcast. One of the first things he got to uh, to hear on his brand new Bluetooth speaker was our podcast. So and Max, Max we, we know you're listening. 
We love you. We're we're excited for you. You keep on listening. You take that speaker anywhere and listen to us, buddy. That, that's a new one, Trey. We've had people say, "Hey, I was raking hay and listening to you guys on the radio." That's right. That's yeah. awesome. Heard I've, people I've, listening in their shop. Hey, we're feeding. Yeah, and we were listening. We we had a, we had listeners in, in, in a listener in England. That's right. You know, yeah. uh, whole pile of New Jersey, in New Jersey. We've had folks reach out from uh, you know, or we've known about them all over. This is a first. Yeah, this yeah. is a first. So if you're anybody else is. Uh, Never mind. We're not going to follow that. We're, we're not going to go there. But, but Max, we're Max. happy you're listening. Yeah, buddy. We're happy. Shout we're, out to you, my man. Wherever you are listening, <laughs> we're glad you're with us today. I don't know if we should just stop and start all over, or we should. No, never mind. We're gonna we're gonna leave that in there. We're gonna we 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 we're we're proud of Max. Absolutely. Of Max. So, uh, but we are going to be in Second Peter chapter three this yeah. morning. There's no segue from the bathroom to the Bible. <laughs> well, I, let let me do one more plug. Okay, just, go ahead. Just one more shameless plug uh, for the those of you that are local in our listening audience, listening to us on the radio. Um, on the 29th of January, we've got a really cool night in cooperation with the coffee shop. Oh yeah, we do on Main Street. And from five to seven, we're gonna have a, some live music down there. Some of our musicians are gonna be down there. They're opening up special for us. Yeah, and uh, so I want to encourage you come and. And uh, just sing along, worship with our musicians, but at the same time, you know, spend some money at the coffee shop, yeah. get some snacks and some coffee, and have a great night. This is really uh, going to be a neat time. We're we're excited to be able to host it. We're excited to to work with the coffee shop. They've yep. been so generous They've to us. They've been great. And uh, we want to just invite you, our listening audience, to be there. Live music on a Saturday night. It'll be cool. Sunday night. Sunday night. Sunday night. Sunday. That's Live right. music on a Sunday night. I misspoke. The calendar, you're facing the calendar. I'm facing you. I'm yeah, sorry. It's going to be a great up. one. Yeah. It's going to be a great one. Well, all right. That's an easier segue there you go. than the bathroom to the Bible. Let's go from the coffee <laughs> shop to the Bible. We're in Second Peter chapter 3, and uh, we're going we're gonna to focus really in on one verse this morning and ask one simple question. Uh, but it's a question that probably we all need to wrestle with. Uh, I'm going to back up um, and read verses 12 through 13 for some reference to give us a point of where we're at. Those are ones we've covered already. We have. We've looked at those. It says, looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. On that day, he will set the heavens on fire and the elements will melt away in the flames. But we're looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth. He has promised a world filled with God's righteousness. And so verse 14 then is, a, is, a, is an instructive verse for us following that. And so, dear friends, while you are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. Make sure or make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. I've got two thoughts on this. One is uh, when it says make every effort to be found um, and, you know, living like this, um, I can remember as a, as a, as a teenager in particular, I, I wasn't a bad kid. I wasn't, you know, like knocking off liquor stores or stealing cars or anything, but mischievous every now and then there were times I did not want to be found. You know what I'm saying, Trey? You don't, you were, you were just that, you know, perfect angel kid. Um, 
But uh, <laughs> he's grinning. He's not going to answer. He's not going to say anything. I'm older, and the statutes of limitations have run yeah. out on me. Plead the fifth. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Make every effort. I would have made every effort not to be found or caught sometimes. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> the second thing I'm seeing of seeing here, and and what I want us to talk about, Trey, in this passage of scripture making every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in those last three words, in his sight. Mm. And when I was reading this and as I was studying for this today, um, what came across my mind was who do we try to please? Mm-hmm. Who do we try to please? Um, who are we accountable to? Because there's some folks that we need to please, if you will. You know, you've got an accountability to an employer. Right. Right. Uh, you've got a responsibility to children. Right. You've got a responsibility to your spouse. You've got a responsibility to your next door neighbor not to be an idiot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, now, that not necessarily meaning we're trying to please all these people, but there's a responsibility and an accountability to. There's a living together. Right. Yeah. Exactly right. Just doing life together yep. as a citizen. We have responsibility and accountability. But who are you trying to please? Yeah. Who are you trying to please? And, uh, and 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 this passage right here really points us to the fact that, well, really, we've got one to please. Yeah, an audience of one. We, we do. That's a great way to say it. We've got an audience of one. And we need to make sure that we are, you know, living lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. Who's here? Who's he here, Trey? Yeah. Yeah. It's just the Lord. It's God. Yeah. There, there's no doubt who he's speaking of here. No. And and it's so tied to everything that we've covered in the past because it's, you might expect, well, there's this judgment coming that we need to understand. It's very, very real. It's very, very severe. And so we need to be, um, we need to be militant. We need to be, and, and that's not what the Bible says. No, we need to build it, a bunker. Yeah. That's, we need, yeah that's right. We need to protect. We need yeah. to plan. We need to prepare. Find ourselves a cave. And it, it doesn't say any of those things. No. And, and I know that's going to, that's going to rub some people the wrong way, but here's what it says. It says uh, in the verses prior to this, it talks about living holy and godly. And then it says live peaceful and it's tying right. these, these realities together. How do we live holy and godly? We live, we live peaceful and i think there's a there's a real tie in this verse to what immediately precedes it so mm-hmm. verse 14 is tied to verse 13 mm-hmm. where it talks about uh, you know the goal is to live in this world filled with god's righteousness what well, in the meantime who is displaying the righteousness of god where can the righteousness of god be found it it wouldn't be found in in hiding away from the world, it wouldn't be found in in building the, the a bunker and 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 just getting away and escaping and and trying to be uh, separate. Where's the world going to see currently God's righteousness that will one day fill the new heavens and the new earth? That's exactly. They right. need to see it. The people that don't yet know God need to see the righteousness of God mm-hmm. in the people that they that, that know God. They need yeah. to see that righteousness displayed in peaceful and godly lives lived out by the children of God in the world. Can I, can I restate what you said and, and see if I'm, I'm catching your drift here? While we're living lives that please Him, we're a witness yeah. to Him. We're a display. We're That's a display. Right. This is what it looks like to be at peace with God. This That's is right. what it looks like to be found perfect or blameless in His sight. We're yeah. not perfect. We'll talk about these words in a minute. But, but we're supposed to... 
display godliness as a witness to and as a demonstration yeah. to those who don't know him. Yeah, Christians should not be jerks. Oh, they shouldn't on. be jerks to unbelievers. They no. shouldn't be jerks politically. They shouldn't be. And I know we see that. We're like, well, they, you know, we've all been hurt by Christians. Well, it's we the world can, we live in, Trey. You know, we, can we all, can't help it. It's the world we live in. Oh, no, 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 no. We, we've all been hurt by people claiming to be Christians. Absolutely. And and I would I, I would show you, tell you, uh, I'm, I'm not going to spend time doing it, but, but those that are in ministry have been hurt the most by believers. Sure. Yeah. It's just a reality of it. Yeah. And yet, that's the the call of being a child of God in this world is that that we should display love and grace and mercy that we've received. We should live at peace with God and at peace with the world. That doesn't mean we're just accepting everything as as okay. What we are doing is was we are recognizing that there is a sovereign God in control, and because He is the only one that we should fear, mm-hmm. then we don't have to fear. All of the things that throw people into a tizzy in this world. Yeah. We can, we literally have the opportunity to live at peace. At peace. Absolutely. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a fantastic thing. Let's back up and work through these words a little bit. Um, you know, it says, while you're waiting for these things, make every effort, right? And that, that, that Trey, that means to be diligent, to, to exert yourself to it's like make it a priority this is work this is not a simple thing yeah this is something that requires um action on our part this is not i'm gonna go sit in a bed of daisies and be peaceful (laughs) um you know peace love and joy no we have to work at we have to work at our spiritual life we have to work at yeah, our witness to other people. We have to work at our relationship with God. And I, that work's a hard word, and some people would say, "Mike, you, you shouldn't say it that way." Well, but it says make every effort. I it's mean, a I response to, to His grace. Absolutely it's right. A, it's a grace-driven effort, not a work right. to receive grace, but because of grace in our lives, it pushes us, it drives us, it right. it requires that we are different, and, right. and we're going to work at something. This is a good one to work at. <laughs> right, exactly right. And and it, to be found here basically means to be recognized. We ought to be, as Christians, we ought to be recognized by our character. Right. We ought to be recognized. I mean, that's literally in the Greek word there is a recognition of one's character. Um, we ought to be recognized by our actions, some things we don't or do take part in, right? Well, I know a lot of people think that, that Christians just live by a li- big list of don'ts do this. Um and there's some reality in that. There's some things that because I'm a Christian, I'm not going to do. But there's so many things because I'm a Christian, I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a lifestyle. And every lifestyle has don'ts. You know, if you join the gym in January, because that's a popular thing to do, <laughs> um, and you're saying, man, I'm going to exercise and lose weight. You, you at the same time did not, you know, join the pizza of the day club, you know, and, and, and uh, man, I'm going to go to the gym and then I'm going to go eat some ice cream and have a pizza. And, you know, I guarantee you, if you've got a trainer right now, they're telling you things not to do. That's right. You didn't bring the box of Twinkies in with you. No, 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 no. You didn't walk in the gym with a little Debbie box. And I'm like, but while I'm doing these reps here, I'm going to chew on a ding dong or something or, you know, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, uh, but, but. We need to be recognizable by our attitudes, by our actions, by our nature of what we do. And then this word right here is like living peaceful lives or being peaceful. 
And Trey, this is in every aspect. It's it's towards God. We're at peace with God. Um, there's an element in the Greek language here where it's act, actually even with your own conscience. You can be at peace with your own conscience. Yeah. Hey, now now hang on a minute. That's a pretty big deal. You and I both have dealt with people that got some ghost in their past and some ghost in their closets and some things that they wish they'd done different, made different, or something like that. And really, in a relationship with Christ, we can we can find ourselves even at peace with our own self. Yeah, it's not something I do myself. You know, you've heard me say this not plenty of times. It's like, well, I have forgiven myself. That's great. That that helps everybody. Fantastic. No, 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 no. When we find ourselves forgiven by God, He removes some of the guilt and shame we have in our lives because yeah. He makes us new in Him. Yeah, the, this kind of peace is only experienced near God. Right. This this is not something that we can just try harder to get. Right. This is an a peace that is an effect. It's right. a uh, um, it happens because God is near, and that, and that's just biblical across. Uh, there's so many references to peace in the Bible, but I think specifically about like Philippians four, yeah, where it talks about God is near. And then after that, and you'll experience God's peace, and you'll like three times it talks right. about experiencing God's right. peace, yeah, and it's all tied to the presence of God, yeah, and that He's close, uh, and that's true here that we we are living peaceful lives. Though we are in a world of turmoil, we have this opportunity to live peaceful lives because the Lord is near and what's coming is a world filled with righteousness, the presence of God. Absolutely. So there's three elements of this peace, peace with God, peace with our own hearts and minds, our own conscience, but also peace with our fellow man, peace with the people that are around us. Trey, can you have peace with the people around you? Yeah, it is. It so often feels like the answer to that would be no, but the reality is biblically it's it's a wide open yes, even with people you don't agree with. Sure. It, even with people that it, it's not a peace because everything's okay. It's not a peace because because there is a lack of conflict. It's a peace in the midst of that. Um, be, again, based on a relationship with God who's shown us grace and mercy when we didn't deserve it. Then, then that becomes the pattern that we right. show grace and mercy to others, uh, whether or not they deserve it, yeah. whether or not we deserve it. That 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 grace and mercy reigns, forgiveness reigns in the relationships with other people, because that's the pattern that we have experienced through our relationship with God. Now, there's a reality that you can't be at peace with all people, because some people don't want to be. Yeah, and 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 the New Testament, Paul tells us, as far as is possible with you. That's right. Be at peace with all people. Yeah, we can't help somebody else's response. No, there's some people that are just gonna not like us. Yeah, some people not they, like you. They, they won't be happy if you just give them money. They're just not gonna. It didn't matter, you know. Or <laughs> hung them with a new rope. Any of those things. Um, so listen to this, Trey. I love this. I love studying this word peace here in the Greek, and all these aspects of peace: peace with God, peace um, in our own conscious peace with fellow man. And this word peace has a, a consequence attached to it. And I was fascinated in studying this. And that consequence is eternal blessed, eternal blessedness, eternal blessing, man. This is talking about more than just, you know, yeah, yeah, we're not at war. This, this is relationship stuff here, right? right. That's why we want to be found at peace with him. Uh, and, and it goes back to what you were saying a minute ago. Our lives demonstrate that peace because we are at peace with 
our friends and neighbors because the way we act and live out our lives, we are at peace with God. And we're, we're even at peace with ourselves. And there's, a, there's an impact there that goes way beyond how people see you in town or how you feel about this, that, or the other. Um, there's, a, there's a reality here that says, man, there's, eternal, there's an eternal aspect of this. That's right. There's an eternal aspect of this. Yeah, and, and peace is one of those words that often is is used in reference to eternity. Yeah. It's it's the presence yeah. of God and then it's it's being with him forever and ever. Yeah. Um and, and, and this it talks about peaceful lives in verse fourteen here, and then it talks about that are pure and blameless or without spot or blemish. Yeah. And I know those words have some have some consequence too as we kind of dive into those. They do. It's it's like it, you, you don't have anything uh um you know, you know, the Bible talks about being above reproach. No marks against you. Uh, in other words, you wouldn't, you, you couldn't be convicted. If you were arrested and put on the stand, there wouldn't be the witnesses against you. Uh, they, 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 you're just, you're just not, you, you don't, you, you yeah. don't have it. It's not you. It wasn't you. Yeah. We know it wasn't you. You know, uh, beyond reproach is the kind of, de- the, kind of the thing here. Um, and, and that's an incredible description because the reality is, even as a follower of Christ, I know that I am not blameless in the sense of I am not without sin. That's right. That's right. He is He is without sin. He right. Jesus is blameless. He is. And so this is speaking about our um, our position in Christ. Right. Right. And and it goes back to the what we were talking about. Peace has an eternal aspect to it. In a relationship with Christ, Trey, um, we've been cleaned. We've been. Uh, forgiven for our sins and we are in god's eyes without blemish if we make mistakes in this world make you know have issues in this world if we sin in this world we're going to be punished for those in this world you know god disciplines his own children bible tells us that right um i've experienced that right um that kind of thing but but uh it, it's not something that necessarily even we do 1 Corinthians 1.8 says, He will also strengthen you to the end so that you will be. That's a passive thing. Blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's going he's gonna to make you blameless. Yeah, right? it's a work he's doing. It's a work he's doing. He's the one that makes us without fault. Because no matter what we do, we've got faults. No matter what, I, I've got plenty. And I'm going to have more. I'm going to have more. But he knew that when he died on the cross, he died for every sin, past, present, and future. And and when he forgives us, he forgives us of every sin, right? Yeah. The, the ones to come, the ones in the past. We still have to do the work of repentance. We do. We have to do the work of, of repentance when we sin against the Lord. But he's forgiven us, and, and he sees us as blameless. So I like that. Uh I like that uh, that he he talks about this. Another passage you were in Philippians a minute ago. I pray that your love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment, so that you can approve the things that are superior and can be pure and blameless in the day of Christ. Interesting. Both of these passages talk about being pure and blameless in the day it, it, at the coming of Christ. Just like this passage in Peter, um, and this passage is right here. While we're waiting on these things, we want you to be found. Yeah. I want you to be found in that day like this. Yeah. You know, in that day like this. So I've I've got just a couple of questions here as we start to wrap up. Um 
I asked the question on the front end, who who do you who are you pleasing? And uh we try to please a lot of people before we please God if we're not careful, Trey. Um we'll we'll try to we'll try to please our children to make up for something that we think they didn't get or should have got or some trauma in their life or or something like that. I don't say we don't love them, I don't say we don't care for them. Uh but but we try to please them. We try to please uh uh maybe our parents. Um, there's plenty of folks out there that are trying to reach some kind of unfair expectation or something like that. We try to please our friends, our culture. We try to live up to, you know, um, we can do that in some of the most simple ways, just how we dress and, you know, what an expectation might be or what we drive. You know, there's all kinds of things that we're like, oh, man, I want to I want to make sure I somehow measure up. In the culture, I want my friends to think, well, I'm driving that newest or best or I, what mm. my toys are or those kinds of things. Um, the problem with all that is all that stuff goes away. Yeah. All that stuff burns up. All that stuff doesn't last. Uh, and it's a moving target. If we're trying to please somebody, well, this is good for right now. But, you know, if you're really trying to please, please me, wow, look at this thing over here. Or look yeah. at that thing over there. There's always more. Yeah, it There's always al- requires more. It's always more. And that and that's just, I don't always have more. I mean, that's going to no. lead down a road that's just empty. It becomes works. Yeah. It becomes works. I've got to work to stay in this relationship. I've got to work to prove to my friends I'm good enough. I've got to work to, um, and man, that's not, that, that that's that'll kill us, man. That'll yeah. wear us out. It'll wear us out. Absolutely. We need to be pleasing God. And uh, Micah 6, 8, I love this. He doesn't change. No chasing ghost. No uh, big mystery. Um, He has told you, old man, what is good and what the Lord requires. Do justice, love kindness, walk humbly with God. Man, if you want to be found at peace with God, live, live right with him. Live right with him. Walk humbly with him. Also, Trey, I think if we realize there's an there's a reality here that that makes a difference in all our other relationships too. You know what? If I'm right with God, Trey, I have found this over the years. If I'm right with God, guess what? My relationship with my wife's better. Yeah. My relationship with my kids are better. Yeah. These other people that I'd like to please and feel like I should, it's almost like God has said, "Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness." which is what we've been talking about here, his righteousness being found to be right with him. And everything else will work out. Everything else will come to you. All these other things will be added to you. You want to be a good husband? Be a good follower of Jesus Christ. You want to be a fantastic parent? Be a fantastic follower of Jesus Christ. Um, You want to have peace in this world? Man, go to the one who gives us peace. Please God and let him take care of the rest. There's a lot of people right now that are dreading that credit card statement because they're trying to please people at Christmas or whatever. Um, You're going to have to pay for that. Sorry. Even if you trust Christ, you're still going to have to pay for that. But I'm just telling you, this is just one example. Man, we need to try to please God. This passage tells us we need to make sure that we're found at peace with him, blameless before God. And the result of that is experiencing his peace. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. 
We want you to know that God loves you. Jesus died for you and salvation is available to you. If you want to be uh, found in right relationship with God, the invitation is open today. It begins with submission of yourself to him and all that he is. We know that Jesus died on the cross, that he might pay the penalty for your sins. He rose again, that he defeated death. He has power over death, that he can bring you and he can bring me from being dead in our sins to alive in him. That begins, at least it began for me with a prayer much like this. There was a time when, when I hit a point, I just said, God, I, I know that I'm a sinner in need of your grace. I've messed up. I want you to forgive me. I believe you sent your son, Jesus, to live a perfect life that I couldn't live. I believe he died on the cross, was buried, and rose again so that I can be forgiven. God, forgive me. Save me. Come live in my heart and be the king of my life. And friend, if you pray that for the very first time today, we want to know it. We want to we rejoice with you, pray for you, and help you in these first few steps of your new walk with Christ. You can get a hold of us at salmonvalleybaptist.org. That's salmonvalleybaptist.org. There on the Connect page, you can get a hold of Pastor Mike and myself, and you can let us know what God's doing in your life. We'd be thrilled to talk with you, thrilled to to see what it looks like to take these next steps in your new walk with God. Until next time, we look forward to seeing you on Into the Western Wilds.